Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. If you are not doing it yet, you have to apprentice. You have to hang around people who have been doing it and know what they're doing and learn from people who have experience. As a loyal Best Ever listener, you know that it's important that we as entrepreneurs focus on managing our time effectively, which is why we're always looking for ways to automate the basic duties of our business so that we can focus more time on our money-making activities. That's why I want to introduce you to Rentler.com. At Rentler, landlords and property managers can perform all their duties in one place. Rentler offers tools that allow you to automate tasks like listing a unit for rent, finding and screening tenants, collecting rent, and managing the maintenance requests. And even better, these tools are offered at zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever to get started today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Yona Weiss, how you doing, Yona? I'm doing awesome today, Joe. Thanks well, for having me. My pleasure. And I love that you are doing awesome. And a little bit about Yona. He is the business director at a national cost segregation company called Madison Specs. He's assisted clients in saving tens of millions of buckaroos on taxes through cost segregation. And we're going to be talking about that. And within that conversation, we'll be talking about how the new tax code has implications with cost segregation. His company's based in Lakewood, New Jersey, with that being said, Jonah, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Absolutely. I have not a long background in cost segregation. However, the firm I work for, which is basically all of my knowledge I have on the subject is from the superstars that work there. Been in business for 12 years, Madison Specs, and the CEO is the former head of cost segregation at KPMG, as well as Grant Thornton. So two of the biggest accounting firms in the country. And our executive team is awesome people to work with side by side. So I've learned from the best. I've been in real estate investing for a number of years now. Did a little work with flipping houses, kind of wore me out. And commercial real estate brokering, hard money loans, and found my way to Madison, which is an amazing commercial real estate company, which they do a title agency, a 1031 exchange, qualified intermediaries, 
They do least abstracting and due diligence, a number of things, but cost segregation is the specs department, which I work for, which is incredible. As I'm sure you well know, Joe, it can't get better than saving taxes, right? Yeah. It's going to make people happier. Absolutely. I agree. And we do cost segregation on our properties. And we've had guests on the show who talk about cost segregation. So we won't spend a whole lot of time on the nuts and bolts of it. We'll get more advanced. But just for anyone who's not familiar with what cost segregation is, what is it and who should use it? Excellent question. As always, best ever listeners, cost segregation, which is the weird name the IRS gave this wonderful opportunity to save money on taxes, is a way to accelerate depreciation. Depreciation is a normal deduction every investment property owner takes on his taxes, which usually is split up into either a 27-year length for residential properties or a 39-year length process for commercial properties. So, Joe, you have apartment buildings, right? A lot of apartment buildings. So you're depreciating those. If you weren't doing cost segregation, you'd be depreciating those over 27 and a half years. So your normal apartment building that costs $10 million, let's say, that's small for you, but let's say you have one that's $10 million, you're going to split that up and take one 27th and a half, one fraction of that every year on your tax returns, which is great. And it's a great deduction. However, with cost segregation, you can go in with an engineer who is well-versed in the tax code and break the assets of the property into three categories, basically. Five-year assets, which means things in the property that actually depreciate over five years instead of 27 years, or 15 years instead of 27 years. So you can actually take those deductions, and that's called accelerating that, getting it up front within the first years of the property. And same holds true with a 39-year, as you said, gets over 39 years, don't wait that long. Take it all up front so you can have that cash flow. Don't pay the IRS. Rather, keep the money in your pocket. And that's, that's and, basically what it's about. And you said three categories. You said five and 15 years. What's the third category? The third category is really the 27 and a half or okay, 39 got years, it. which is the main basis of the property. There are some things that are seven years, and there's some complicated things if someone's doing an alternative depreciation life, which is totally different numbers, but it's rare. It's out there, but if you're doing that, you're not listening to this podcast and finding out the basics about cost segregation. <laughs> and what are some of the typical items that would be in each of those three categories, the five, the 15, and the 27? So the five-year property is categorized as personal property, tangible property within the building. The main building structure depreciates over 27 and a half or 39 years. Within the property, you have stuff like carpeting, light fixtures, shelving, even tiles, wiring, electrical work, plumbing. And there's really over a dozen categories of these types of things within the building that can be broken out to every little tiny detail with an engineer who specialized in it. And all of those things depreciate over five years. And it also includes appliances and all kinds of electronic equipment. So when you're talking about a factory or certain types of industrial properties, have a lot of that stuff, you're going to get a whole bunch of extra depreciation deductions through that five-year property. And this other category, we mentioned the 15-year, that's the outside of the building. So we're talking about land improvement, signage, landscaping, pavement, asphalt, 
every property has pavements. You got a sidewalk, you got a driveway. If it's commercial, you got parking spots. All of that can be depreciated over a faster life. And then the 27 and a half? That's the building. That stays to the main building structure. I believe you can do it down to the screws, the nails and the screws, and you can get it to that level. Where would the screws and the nails be? So screws and nails, depending on how they're fastened, but a lot of them can be into the five-year property. It's not actually part of the building. If you have wall coverings, but it's fastened to the wall with screws, so all those wall coverings and the screws themselves can actually be depreciated over five years because it's not actually attached to the building. It's not part of the building if it's in its essence. So basically, you're reverse engineering the entire building to see what components it's comprised of and then identifying depreciation accelerated level for each of the items that the building and the land it comprises of. Yeah, you're reverse engineering it. I like the way you said that when you buy a property. But Joe, when you and best ever listeners build a property and you construct a property from new or you do major renovations, and this is something a lot of people don't know, you can double dip with the cost segregation when you do major renovations, which means you can accelerate depreciation of the property when you buy it, of all that five-year senior property. Then when you renovate, you write off all that stuff you just accelerated that falls in the category. When you put in the new stuff, you can go ahead and do it right over again, accelerate the depreciation on that new stuff. So it's not even reverse engineering. What you can do is you can bring an engineer like one of ours from Madison Specs to actually advise you what types of properties should I use so that I can maximize the depreciation on the building, right? Should I install this with tax or should I use glue? It would really make a difference if that's considered five-year property or 27 and a half-year property. And then just so it doesn't sound like magical or too good to be true, we're accelerating depreciation, but what happens whenever we sell the property? Whenever you sell any property, Joe, what happens? It gets recaptured, doesn't it? Anytime you sell a property, when you take depreciation, it gets recaptured. So you're not really losing out by doing it in an accelerated way unless you actually sell it right away, immediately after doing accelerated depreciation. Because mm-hmm. what happens is after three, four years, even if you don't wait a whole five years, which your appliances, all that stuff, carpeting, whatnot, will depreciate over five years. Once you wait three, four years, when you sell that property, you can say all that stuff has already been depreciated. You don't take any recapture on that stuff. Ah, yeah. That's only, interesting. Only the recapture on the regular depreciation that you would have had had you sold the property without cost segregation. That's a good point. Good distinction. I'm glad you brought that up. So if you hold on to it longer... A lot of people don't realize that. They think, oh, if I'm taking all these depreciation deductions up front, I'm going to get hit really hard when I sell this in three, four, five years from now, which is a normal exit strategy for someone like yourself, right? Five years, six years, seven years. But you're not going to get hit because all that stuff's already been depreciated. Yeah, in that case, it truly is free money that you're saving from the depreciation because if you sell in six years, then through the depreciation, if you didn't accelerate it, then you wouldn't have got that up front, especially because the life of that object is over with from a depreciation standpoint after five. Who is your ideal client? And I ask this because I'd love to know what is the range of 
lowest. I'm sure the highest is whatever the biggest building is. So maybe just the lowest. What's the threshold for when you should do cost segregation and when you shouldn't? So the highest, that's easy. The more it is, the more depreciation you have, the more the property is worth. And we've done some properties that are literally billion-dollar properties, some skyscrapers in New York. So they're getting huge, massive depreciation deductions over there. But the low end, which I assume a lot of the best-ever listeners who are thinking of investing in real estate, who are already investing in real estate and have investment properties, really what I say is if you bought it for less than around $500,000, it's borderline. More than $500,000, we're going to get benefit out of it, and it's going to be worthwhile because even the expense of running the study, which is not a lot on a small property, run a few thousand dollars, the benefits are going to be upwards of fifty dollars to $100,000. So it's still going to be worth it. Less than $500,000, it depends on a number of factors, how much the land allocation, which we didn't mention, but land does not depreciate. So whenever you buy a property, you have to deduct whatever percentage was allocated to land, generally somewhere between 10 and 20%. Other areas, there's more. So that's what I'd like to say, but it, it actually is a great segue. That question, Joe, I don't know if you realize it, but it's a great segue into bonus depreciation, which is something that got a huge bonus or upgrade in the new tax reform just a couple of months back. Let's talk about it. First, real quick note on the land thing. When I was buying my single family home starting out, I would only look for homes that ate up the entire lot. So there's very little backyard because of that, because you can't depreciate the unimproved land. You can only depreciate the structure. So I wanted to buy a house that had the whole lot. Plus, on top of that, it's pretty good for maintenance too. So bonus depreciation, new tax code. Hit us with it. Okay. Everyone loves a bonus, right? Bonus depreciation is not new, but before the new tax reform, if you constructed a new property or you did major renovations of a new property, you could depreciate that as a normal asset over the 27 years, 39 years, or you could accelerate it to 5, 15 years. But there was something called bonus depreciation, which meant when you built something brand new, in the first year of building that or constructing that, you take 50% of the value of whatever you built and depreciate 50% of that in the first year, meaning to take a huge, big, whopping 50% of the value and deduct that in your depreciation in year number one. That was what it was before this new tax law. What happened is they invented a date. September 28th, 2017. And what happened on September 28th, 2017 is that if you bought a property after that point from 2017, September 28th, and onwards until when it runs out, we know, who knows when that's going to be, but they gave a date of 2023. We'll see what happens until that point. Now you can take something called bonus depreciation on any property that you buy, not just new construction not just major renovations. If you buy a new building, you can opt for bonus depreciation on that new asset. And I assume Donald Trump or a bunch of the members of Congress bought a bunch of properties after September 28th. So they wanted to get that extra thing instead of making the law start January 1st, which would be logical. But, <laughs> but nevertheless, that's the law. Not only 50%, Joe, and best ever listeners, 100% bonus depreciation. 100% means 
if you buy a new house, if you buy a new property, apartment building, industrial, whatever, what kind of property you want to buy, and you go ahead and do accelerated depreciation, we bring an engineer down and get all those five-year assets and all those 15-year assets in the property, get all of that, and they say, hey, you know what? We found about 20% of your property's value can be depreciated at a faster rate. Five years, 15 years, that's great. I'm gonna get those deductions over five years or 15 years. That's gonna give me a lot more cash in my pocket. Say, hey, you know what? If you have a ton of taxes you're being taxed on this year, you can opt to take 100% of what you would have spread out over those five and 15 years. Take 100% of that in year number one. It's incredible. Unbelievable. So you got people who, they have a huge tax liability. And the deduction from depreciation or even acceleration is, is great, but it's not enough to knock their tax down to zero. But we want to knock tax down to zero, Joe. Best of our listeners, it's great to pay taxes and be a good citizen, but there's a reason why they gave the deductions, because they want you to be investing. They want real estate to be happening. It's good for the economy. It's good for everyone. So get a bonus, 100% <laughs> bonus depreciation. Yeah, I'm glad you talked to us about that because that's something that we should certainly be aware of with the new tax code, and it could be a huge difference maker. You said taking a step back. Before this, you were flipping homes, did some commercial real estate brokering and some private lending, and now you're focused on the business director for cost segregation at Madison Specs. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? The best real estate investing advice is if you are not doing it yet, you have to apprentice. You have to hang around people who have been doing it and know what they're doing and learn from people who have experience. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. You can listen to all the podcasts you want and they're amazing, but the experience you're going to get is being on the floor, on the ground, in the dirt with people who know what they're doing and that's what I have been blessed with incredible people in my life that I have learned from and apprenticed under. And I'm incredibly grateful to them for what they've given to me and what they've taught me. And I learn more every day from everyone I speak to. It's just amazing how much you can learn and being on the ground involved, hands on. That's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the best way to do it is to be on the ground, hands on. Completely agree. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. You looking for a one-stop landlording software that helps you create listings, find and screen tenants, and accept rental payments while managing maintenance requests? Oh, by the way, it's zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever. The Invest This podcast interviews the elite in real estate investment to uncover the secrets to building an empire in every aspect of real estate investment. Visit investthispodcast.com. That's I-N-V-E-S-T-T-H-I-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com for the top 10 real estate books to build your empire and to learn more. Best ever book you've read? Best ever book I've read. You've had how many podcasts? Over 1,800. I bet nobody has ever picked this book before. It's a book called As Long As I Live, The Life Story of Aaron Margalit. It was originally written in Hebrew, translated into English and a number of other languages. Incredible life story. Check it out. I will. I definitely will. 
what is the best ever deal you've done going back to your fix and flip private lending days? Oh, you know what? I'm going to change that up, and I'm going to tell you best ever deal that we did in cost segregation just because it blows my mind. I saw that Can coming. I do that? Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and if I have time, I'm going to do it lightning fast. I'll even do two. First of all, the biggest property we ever did, I think the biggest was one of the largest properties in the nation, which is the Rochester Tech Park up in Rochester, New York. Over 4 million square feet of office, industrial, warehouse. It took two engineers over a week every day going down there and analyzing the entire property. And we got them over 8 or $9 million of extra depreciation from that. It was just miles and miles of asphalt. It's incredible. So that's something incredible to know what concentration, what it can do. Another amazing story just blows my mind. You think you may not have tax liability, you may not be taxable. So you think, yeah, concentration is not for me. We had a, someone we were prospecting for three, four years, trying to get him not taxable. A lot of the stuff he got was inheritance. He had a step up in depreciation, which we can talk about that after if you want. And he just was not taxable. Trying to get him, called him up, this was just recently, and he says, you know what, I have 60 properties. I just became taxable. I didn't have tax capacity until now. Now I do. I'd love you to come in. It's like a few weeks before the tax deadline. Okay, and we're talking about the extension. And he wants to get it done. He says, I have 60 properties, walk-ups in the Bronx and Brooklyn. Can you do it? We did it. We found over $30 million of depreciation. This guy's tax deferred until 2023. He's not going to pay any tax. <laughs> it's incredible. What is the step up that you mentioned? When you inherit a property, even though the property was depreciated by someone's father or grandfather, whoever they inherited it from, and it's fully depreciated, when you inherit that property, you actually get, depending on who's the inheritor, either 50% or 100% step up in depreciation, which means depreciation basically starts over as if you bought it brand new, which we didn't mention. Another thing, people think depreciation is, oh, my building was built in 1947, so there's no more depreciation on it, right, Joe? No, when you buy a property, depreciation starts over from day one for you. It has nothing to do with the actual life of the building. Hmm. What is a mistake you've made on a transaction? Mistake I've made in transaction was hiring a contractor who I didn't really know so well. Came from recommendations, but in the end of the day, he ended up screwing us, <laughs> stealing a bunch of money, and still paying it to this day. When presented a similar scenario, again, how would you change your approach? I think I would do a lot more research on who the contractor was and gotten to know some work beyond on set with him from beginning to end on other projects as opposed to just hearing good words from him from uh, people I didn't 100% know. Best ever way you like to give back? I actually founded a 501c3 charity about 10 years ago for a community in Israel. So we have hundreds of poor families we give during the holiday times, food, coupons, and clothing coupons so they can go out and take care of their families and be proud to have new clothes and food for the holiday times. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? Great way to get in touch with me is LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on there. You can reach me in my direct line, 732-333-1477, or email yweiss, that's Y-W-E-I-S-S, at Madison Specs. That's M-A-D-I-S-O-N-S-P-E-C-S dot com. Thank you so much for being on the show, talking to us about cost segregation. What is it? It's accelerating the depreciation, categorizing things into three different categories. 
one five year, two fifteen year, and three either twenty seven and a half or thirty nine years. Your entire building and all the improvements on your land will be in those categories. You depreciate them faster than what you would just a blanket twenty seven and a half or thirty nine. Therefore, you get advantages on your taxes earlier than what you would normally. And in some cases, if it's five years in that category and you have the property longer than five years, then you're going to come out ahead even more so. Plus, talking about the bonus depreciation code with the new tax code and how we can benefit from that. So thank you so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Hey, Joe, I had a yep. quick question before we're, we sign off. Absolutely. Just hearing from you, you've had a couple of segregation guys on, but I'd love to hear from you, who yourself is a property investor. Tell the best ever listeners why you think cost segregation is good or what it gives for you and your investors. Well, I just mentioned it, and it's saving on taxes early on. Yeah, it's accelerating depreciation, so more money in our pocket early on. Okay, awesome. Great. Sweet. All right, have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. The Invest This podcast interviews the elite in real estate investment to uncover the secrets to building an empire in every aspect of real estate investment. Visit investthispodcast.com. That's I-N-V-E-S-T-T-H-I-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com for the top 10 real estate books to build your empire and to learn more.